So welcome to this episode of the Telltales podcast, where we will be exploring the WiseFlow project here at Portsmouth University. Hi, I'm Mike Wilson. I'm the Principal Project Manager for our Digital Success Plan for Learning and Teaching, um, which is a number of projects. Um, and one of those, one of the, the major projects within it is, is our WiseFlow project. So Mike, could you tell us a bit about what WiseFlow is and what the aims of the project are? Um, WiseFlow is an end-to-end assessment platform. Um, so that's a bit different to what we have at the moment. So at the moment we have uh, Moodle, which contains a number of assessment plugins and um, assessment types. And also we've integrated another um, set of platforms. So we've got Mahara, we've got Turnitin, um, we've got things like the Moodle quiz and the Moodle assignment. Um, but the, the challenge with that really is that those interfaces are completely different. So for a, for a member of staff or a student, if, if a, a student has um, an exam, a, a Moodle quiz to s- submit, and they also have to do uh, an assignment, maybe in Turnitin, those interfaces are completely different. So they have to kind of learn to use different tools for, for, for different things. And it's also quite tricky for academics to learn the nuances, of all these different tools and all the, all the complicated settings. So what we, what we want really is one platform that does, it serves as many of our kind of assessment needs as possible um, with lots of different um, plugins that work in a very similar way. So it's easier for people to get used to. And what we want to do is then integrate that platform um, with um, other systems, mainly SITs, so we can kind of automate some of the creation of assessments and remove lots of manual work from the kind of process of assessment that we do at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so um, one of the project aims is to integrate with with SITs um, to make it easier for students and staff. Um, as I say, we want to reduce lots of manual work around assessment for academics and support staff. And we also want to provide a resilient assessment experience for students and staff so so that we know that the, um, the assessment service is resilient and kind of um, available when students and staff need it. Uh, and there's a benefit to taking the assessment elements out of Moodle and put them in a separate platform. It just means that our Moodle environment for learning and teaching is, is more robust and our assessment um, offering within WiseFlow is more robust because they're kind of separate. You don't get that crossover of... Um, of users, like at, at peak times when we have thousands and thousands of people doing quizzes or um, other assessments. So it should make it easier for everyone. Thank you, Mike. So the, the WiseFlow project is very much in the pilot stage at the moment. So what types of assessment have you covered within that pilot stage and how have you chosen those assessments? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, what we want to do with the project was... Um, because it's a pilot, we're, we're evaluating the WiseFlow platform. We wanted to get as wide a breadth of um, assessment types as possible, just to make sure that the platform is fit for purpose. It does what we um, we hope it will do. Um, so within the pilot, we're working with as many of the faculties as possible. Um, we've looked at digital presentations using a, a plugin called Flow Handin, which takes uh, basically any any file type of, of any size. We've looked at essays using the Flow Assign plugin. Um, with a number of departments, because we do a lot of we, we do a lot of essays at the university, as, as as every university does. We do a lot of exams as well. So we looked at Flow Multi, um, mainly with our science and health faculty, um, looking at some of their their on campus um, exams. Um, we've also looked at ePortfolios, and this is this is quite an in, um, an in innovative um, solution. Uh, we found out by talking to other institutions that use WiseFlow that no one else really is using WiseFlow as as a um, as an ePortfolio, but we found it to be actually really quite robust. It it's, it's provides a really nice 
uh, structure and framework for, for a, a reflective uh, portfolio where students can upload um, evidence of their work in um, different file types. They can also um, have spaces to reflect on the on their studies and kind of what what they've what they've learned. Um, we we currently use Mahara for portfolios, but a number of people, including myself, have found that a little bit clunky. The user interface is is, is a bit tricky to get used to, and it's it's got some kind of um, some headaches with it, I, I think. But we've found so far that actually those portfolios work really quite nicely in uh, in Wiseflow. So that's that's quite a, quite a fun one that we've uh, we've been exploring. We've also looked at large file submissions. We do a lot of those at the university. So um, especially in subjects like uh, over in CCI, the CCI faculty, where where students are submitting really really quite large files, uh, maybe architectural drawings. Or uh, or detailed um, projects, maybe maybe some games development or um, or some computer programming. Um, sometimes the, the the artifacts they want to upload are, are really quite quite big files. So we've we've been able to facilitate students uploading up to five gig worth of um, worth of their project files, and then providing a really um, really good marking interface from uh, for academics to use. Quick lug of tea. Um, We've also looked at um, OSCEs within uh, the science and health faculty. So um, OSCEs are a, a, a medical um, assessment. Uh, so at the time we were we were starting to kind of pilot um, Wiseflow, the um, healthcare professionals uh, team uh, wanted to get a, um, get a, a dedicated platform just to take care of their OSCE assessments. Um, but we we were just about to roll out Wiseflow, and we knew that it could. Do what they needed to do within that one platform. So an OSCE is where, um, so a student who's going to become maybe a GP or work in a in a in the medical professions, they'll they'll go into um, our mocked up hospital over in Science and Health, um, and they'll they'll have a number of cubicles, so um, up to fourteen cubicles, and in each one of those areas, there's an assessor, uh, and then there's an actor playing a patient, and then there's a scenario. Um, that, that, that they're playing out and the students have to diagnose that patient. They have to talk to the patient. They have to um, yeah, really work on the bedside manner and things like that to kind of um, diagnose what's wrong with that patient. And they're assessed at, um, all at the same time and, and marked while they're in the room. So we, we're able to provide um, a solution for that. We used uh, 14 different rubrics, one for each, um, each room, each station, um, which had the domains within that. Um, so the scoring can happen there and there and then in the room. So the assessor is looking at those those maybe five or six different domains that the, the student has to work within, and saying, okay, out of one to ten, they've done really well um, in terms of introducing themselves to the patient and kind of finding out information from them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's worked worked really well. I think we've we've scaled it up from um, quite a small scale pilot, and we've recently um, delivered that to about thirty students. So it's it's a really in depth. Uh, assessment. It's really, it's really fast paced. The students get about seven minutes in each room, and they move on to the next one. It's really, it's like a bang, bang, bang type of type of assessment. But it's, um, we were really impressed with how it, um, how the system was able to support them, and uh, and more importantly, the staff over there were really happy with the, with the solution we've we've offered them. Um, so we've been able to say the university you know, forty grand's worth of kind of expenditure on a, on a separate platform, and we've got people kind of coalescing around the Wiseflow platform. So it's easier to support kind of staff around one platform rather than lots of different ones. Um, the final thing we're looking at at the moment is um, final year projects. 
So we don't currently have a very good method for double blind marking um, final year projects. We, we say within our regs that we need to double blind mark our, our assessments, um, but Turnitin really doesn't offer that functionality. It lets you double comment over uh, assessments, but it doesn't really give you a proper workflow for um, two assessors to mark the same piece of work and give it a grade and feedback, and then for someone to look at those two grades and try to match them up and kind of see where the differences are. Um, so yeah, we're really quite excited to kind of be able to offer something like that within within Wiseflow as well. Mike, that sounds amazing. So what's the feedback been from staff and students? So you've already spoken about the, the OSCE examinations, but what about in some of the other areas of the pilot? How have staff and students reacted? The, the feedback has been roundly really positive. Um, and when, when I give a presentation on this and I, I talk about the different assessment types and who's doing what in different areas, the, what, what I tend to say is, don't take my word for it that it's going really well. Go and talk to those academics. I've got a slide that I present that's got the, the members of staff's names next to the assessments in different areas. And we really do feel confident to say, go and talk to those, those, those members of staff and see how they're getting on because we really have had some really good feedback from um, from staff about the project and how, how the platform works. But there's always, uh, because it's a new platform, there's always kind of a, a period where you're kind of getting used to how it works and kind of getting used to the, the settings and how the screens work. But once you once the staff have got used to that, I think they, they found it to be really, really um, a really robust platform uh, and pr- pretty easy to use, especially from the marking side of things. It's We can do some really good... Um, some really good things with uh, rubrics and, and kind of uh, inline marking that we, we can't really do um, with our existing platforms. So, yeah, I think, I think it's fair to say that the feedback has been very good. Um, uh, as I say, our OSCE uh, work that we were doing recently, um, th- that, was quite, that was quite challenging. That, that They wanted something that really worked and they, they had a good idea of what they wanted to do. They had already decided on the platform they wanted. So we came in and said, how about using this instead? Um, and they were genuinely really happy with with the outcome of, uh, of the two rounds of offices we've done so yeah i think we've got some really happy customers really across the uni at the moment um so to talk about um the so we did some exams some kind of in-person exams so formative exams so um, we had about 190 students over five rooms over in science and science and health with the pharmacy and biomedical sciences students so five different rooms uh, of varying sizes, including a room for students that needed extra time. Um, and we used Wiseflow um, and the lockdown browser within Wiseflow to do that. Um, and, and again, I think that went that went very well. It was We didn't have any problems with the students uh, accessing it. We did learn a bit about that. We, we had a, a setup where students would launch the lockdown browser from apps anywhere and then go into the exam um, within Wiseflow. But since um, we had a bit of feedback that said it was a little bit more convoluted than, than they're used to with Moodle. So we finessed it a bit. We've now installed the lockdown browser locally on machines. So it just simplifies the message. It, it means we can just say, uh, okay, log into Wiseflow, press the link for your quiz and start your exam. It's, it's that straightforward. So we just kind of simplified and kind of finessed that process a bit. So we, we listened to the feedback from the students um, from the feedback forms we'd circulated and we've um, we've improved it for a recent um, set of exams um, which have happened in the last couple of weeks. And I think the students were, yeah, more happier with, with that setup. It was, and it was easier for staff to communicate as well. It's like, right, log in there, log, press that link into the, into the quiz and away you go. So... Yeah, it's been pretty positive so far. Brilliant. Thank you, Mike. So um, looking forward then, so what's the plan with Wiseflow? 
So one of the one of the major aims of the project is to integrate with SITS. So we we do a lot of um, there's there's a lot of manual work around assessment. So um, from the, the setup of the assessments, from from transferring grades after the assessments are complete, um, to assigning roles, there, there really is a lot of excuse me manual work involved. So um, a lot of our work at the moment is working with um, a company. Um, to uh, integrate SITS with Wiseflow so that information about um, the users that we need in, in Wiseflow comes comes from SITS, the information about the assessments we want to create um, comes from SITS, and those those we're working to get those things kind of cr- created automatically if we can, um, so that we yeah we're not we're not spending lots of time kind of chasing emails around and trying asking for. Um, staff to be um, assigned to each assessment and asking for assessments to be created. We already know what assessments are going to be because we, our academics agree those before the academic year starts. We already know who the um, academics are going to be on those assessments and we know what roles they'll need. Um, so we're just trying to make things work a bit more seamlessly so they get so those assessments and those roles get created um, from central data into the platform and those assessment containers are there waiting when the academics come along and want to you know, add questions or add assignment briefs. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing at the moment, trying to make it as, um, as slick and seamless as possible. Um, so that when we start to roll this out further, when we get out of the pilot phase and we start to um, roll it out across the university, then it's uh, it's done in such a way that um, yeah, it removes a lot of that manual work that people are having to do at the moment. Amazing, Mike. Um, so if there are academics that are listening to this podcast at the moment and wanting to get involved with the project, how can they find out a little bit more about Wiseflow and getting involved? The best place to start would be talking to your local online course developers. Um, so they should have, should have an awareness about the project. Uh, as I say, we've worked with as many of the faculties as possible, um, trying to get a, a kind of small pilot going in each of those faculties. So yeah, talk to your, your local online course developers about um, the assessments you're doing at the moment, whether they'll be uh, kind of suitable for Wiseflow. What we're doing, uh, we're going to extend our pilot slightly um, to, to facilitate some more work that we want to do. Um, but once we get out of that pilot phase, we're, we're, we're aiming for around February 20, 2024 to start kind of scaling the platform uh, a bit further. But if you want to get on, uh, involved in the pilot at this stage, uh, if you think you've, you li- you've liked what you've, you've heard and you, you want to find out a bit more, talk to your online course developers uh, and they'll give you some information. And we kind of centrally can, can kind of support those online course developers to kind of help flesh out your assessment scenario and, and how it could work potentially within, within Wiseflow. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mike. And thank you very much for coming in and speaking on this episode of the Telltales podcast. To find out more information about Wiseflow or anything that Mike's spoken about today, we will put information within our show notes. And as Mike said, if you are interested in getting involved with this, in the first instance, please do speak to your local online course developer. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Telltales podcast. Please do check out the Telltales blog, which can be found at telltales.port.ac.uk. You can also follow us on our social media channels at TellPortsmouth on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast here, but also for major music streaming platforms such as Apple Music and Spotify. Additional information about our shows can be found written within our show notes. We thank you for listening and look forward to seeing you next time.